Brandon Staley made the big-time call, Justin Herbert made the big-time throws, and the Chargers stole a win from the Arizona Cardinals. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons together. But this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen on this special Chargers post-game show where they barely pulled one out. To make sure you guys never miss it, go subscribe to Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And... Well, I'm so glad we get to be here talking about a win, David. Another heart attack. <laughs> you know, you'd think Chargers fans would get used to, but you just don't. And it came with Brandon Staley finding his aggressiveness again at the end of this game, going for two instead of the tie to put in overtime. Justin Herbert shutting up the haters and not just being a social media quarterback, coming through with a huge clutch, game-winning touchdown drive, the game-winning two-point conversion, a lot of great stuff from Justin Herbert. And Derwin James basically being a, you know, one man defense, you know, basically doing things all by himself for the Chargers defense, which is obviously still hugely flawed. The Chargers are still flawed. And I think there was an unsung hero to this game, too. And I think it was DeAndre Carter who made some huge plays in this huge win for the Chargers. What felt like you said last week, a must win game. But today's episode of Lockdown Chargers is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Wow. So, <laughs> Brand Staley is aggressive again. Got, you know, has the, the balls to go for it. Two point conversion, 15 seconds left. The Chargers. Really call up a great design play to Gerald Everett for that two-point conversion wide open in the end zone. It was really great to see. But, David, another wild, wild finish for the Chargers. And somehow they keep finding new ways to have these crazy games. And you never know which way it's going to go at the end of it. But this one, Brandon Steele came through. Justin Herbert came through in the clutch at the end of that game. It was awesome to see. Well, you know, the, the heart attack, the heartbreak, heartbreak kids, this is the heart attack kids here with the Chargers. They just really test you from beginning to end. Just such an amazing array of emotions that you experience when you watch a Chargers football game. And this game was the prototypical example of that. Just yeah. in the beginning, going down, you know, 10 points, you know, what else is new? They've done it all year long, getting shredded on the ground. And then finding a way to be able to pull out a victory that really they absolutely had to have. I mean, yeah. just an unbelievable football game. And you just couldn't breathe until that clock hit triple zeros. A hundred percent. I mean, even when the Cardinals get the ball back, kickoff happens, there's like 11 seconds left. You still don't feel good. They're not going to somehow no, find don't. a way to get into field goal range with the timeout <laughs> left. Right. And the Chargers are still a flawed team. This was a giant victory. for oh, yeah. them. It keeps them right in the mix. Right. Hopefully it lets you get someone like Joey Bosa back, someone like Mike Williams back. They're staying afloat in a very crowded AFC right now. This is a gigantic win for the Chargers, who probably saved their season by what happened at the end of this game from what happened at the end of this game. Brandon Staley being aggressive, David. And that's one thing we talked about him being on the hot seat last week. Right. And I mean, he had another chance to be aggressive earlier in the fourth quarter and didn't do it. He comes through at the end of the game. He decides to go for two with the Chargers score with 15 seconds left. Austin Eckler, freak. 
right? And just always open, always scoring touchdowns, always finding a way to help just well a machine. team. He's yeah, just a he's, machine. He's insane. The, the stat sheet will never show everything that Austin Eckler brings to the table. But Brandon Staley may be getting some of his swagger back. I'm not totally ready to call it with this one yet, but that is – it doesn't get more of a big decision than that. Brandon Steele deciding to not go for the tie, which I think was the right call. I was hoping they would go for two, but I didn't have any faith because of how conservative yeah. he had been lately. And that was one of the great things about him was at least he's doing it different. At least he's being aggressive. We saw a little bit of that at the end of this game with him deciding to go for two and him actually really willing the Chargers to victory in a sense of, oh, hey, you need to make the right calls in these big time decisions down the stretch that the Chargers want any chance of making the playoffs. Well, Daniel, we were asking the question, who are the Chargers? Who is this football team this week during our shows? And now I think we actually got some semblance of that identity back. What made the Chargers so exciting under Brandon Staley was his aggressiveness, his willingness to go for it, his willingness to not be afraid to lose, as he said in his postgame press conference, but having the confidence in himself and his players and putting the ball in his best player's hands and knowing that he's going to go out there and execute and go take home a victory. That's what I wanted to see. That's what the Chargers had to have that identity, at least coming back for one game for Brandon Staley for one play. Right. And I guess it's just kind of play by play from here on out to see if he kind of sticks with that. Hopefully this is the positive result that can really push things in that direction of, hey, it pays off when you put the game in Justin Herbert's hands and the way that game was going with the Chargers defense getting gashed every drive until the very end of the game somehow. And I don't know how that happened. We'll talk about the three consecutive three and outs that they forced. (laughs) to let the Chargers come back and win this game. But it happens with Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert alone, which, let's be honest, he had a couple of sketchy throws in that fourth quarter. Almost threw up his hands up hitting the ground. Ball gets deflected at the line of scrimmage. Then tries to fit a really tight pass into DeAndre Carter that, you know, was just out of the, you know, or outstretched arms of an Arizona Cardinals defender. That's obviously not great. But to balance back from that, to be behind a terrible offensive line, that you knew you were going to take some hits and to be falling on your back foot, making some of the throws that Justin Herbert did down the stretch, finding Gerald Everett on that two-point conversion, finding you know Austin Eckler on a play that could go back for a 99-yard pick six if you don't end up making the right throw there. Justin Herbert was great in this game. 18 straight completions at one point. Really brought the Chargers offense back to life with his arm and the Chargers just saying, okay, well, we don't need to run the ball. We're just going to let Justin Herbert throw. It was a great decision. But Justin Herbert, make no mistake about it, is not a social media quarterback. He's doing everything he can in his power. And when the Chargers help him out just a little bit, he's able to do things like we saw on Sunday. Darn right. Darn right. And even after the last two games where Justin Herbert had an opportunity to help the Chargers win a football game and unfortunately, you know, came out on the short end of the stick there, got another opportunity to do so again in this football game. And there was absolutely no flinch on that last drive, got the ball back with one minute and 48 seconds remaining, had five completions on that drive to set up that Austin Eckler touchdown and that just beautiful, uh, smooth as chocolate milk, two-point conversion, as Brandon Saley said in his press conference after the game, which was beautiful. great play call, too. Just an amazing. Joe Lombardi definitely deserves a lot of hate for some things, but that was a beautiful design on that. It was. It was beautiful, and and it was a time where they had to have it, and and the the conviction to go for it. Brandon Staley said he was going to go for it pretty much on that drive. He just knew that that was the decision that they were going to make, and Justin Herbert came through when the Chargers absolutely needed it. He was fantastic in this game, and also have to point out the big catch by Keenan Allen, the 16-yard catch uh, after the holding call that really helped keep that drive on track and keep the Chargers ahead of the sticks so they can go down there and finish the football game. 
Yeah, it was great seeing Keenan get his first touchdown of the season in this it game, was. too. Obviously, coming way too late because, I mean, just we've gotten robbed of so many good Keenan Allen plays. I thought they yeah. went away from him too much in the second half, yeah, honestly. They did. I thought he should have gotten a ton of targets because, I mean, he, he's always open, yeah. as you know. But that was huge. I think it was also a step in the right direction just for the Chargers clock management at the end of the game, right? Getting that down to where, basically, the Cardinals weren't going to have any real chance, even though you're still scared as a Chargers fan. <laughs> you, you, you know, you did everything you could time-wise, even the decision to let them return the kick at the end and burn a few seconds i'd like it to be like maybe on the 10 yard line not like the 15 20 yard line when the guy yeah, catches please <laughs> but i mean i think they made the right decisions i mean they pushed the right buttons brandon steely deciding to punt it back was the wrong decision in my mind i thought he should have let the charge offense Same. go for it and the charge defense gets a three and out he pushed the right buttons on sunday and he's a man potentially fighting for his job he made the right decisions in this one but it came down to justin herber who is still that dude and yes. he can still will his team to victory, right, and make the big throws in the big moments. So easy we forget last week that he made the huge throws that got them the you know the lead at the end of the game yep. before the Chiefs ended up coming back. Justin Herbert can be a clutch quarterback. Justin Herbert is usually super careful with the football and comes through on those big moments like he did time and time again in the final game against the Raiders last season. This is he his 10th, fourth quarter comeback of his career. So yeah. I don't want to hear any of that stuff out there about how Justin Herbert is not clutch. He is not a winning quarterback. No, I'm not. I'm tired of hearing all that. He went down yeah. there and he won the Chargers, the football game again. And we're going to yeah. see him do it more and more as he continues to play quarterback for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, he's way up there as far as the guys who have done that since he's came in the league. Right. And he has more than anyone else in his draft class for those who are keeping track at home. But somehow David begrudgingly I say it was the Chargers defense that ended up getting them the chance to win this game at the end because yeah. we saw another offensive drought by the Chargers two separate three consecutive scoreless drives in this game which we have to talk about and unsung here and DeAndre Carter but it was the defense and specifically Derwin James that really got the Chargers the ball back gave them a chance to go win this game and they deserve some credit for that so we'll talk about the one man defense we all know as Derwin James coming up right after this but First, I need to tell you guys something really cool from the Audible Podcast Network. They are releasing a new slate of football podcasts that you're we're sure you're going to love. Find Block Forever now wherever you get your podcast from. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former All-Pro NFL tackle Ryan Khalil and Audible. He gives football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Khalil sits down with star players, coaches, former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and behind the scenes in the locker rooms, during team meetings, and back at the hotel. There's a lot of things from NFL players, you don't really know until you hear it from dudes who have actually gone through it. And especially offensive linemen. I mean, offensive linemen are probably the hardest position to talk about. So you guys can find someone who knows all about that with the new Block Forever podcast. Ryan and his guests discuss topics like player psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and so much more. Catch the full Block Forever series available wherever you get your podcast from. Available anywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, David. Well, we have to talk about the Chargers defense, who was making me pull my hair out for most of this game. Obviously, you know, when someone like James Conner is just dicing you up, a dude who's you know averaging 3.7 yards per carry on the season, just gets the best matchup he gets all season against the Chargers defense and does what you expect him to do. It was a frustrating game, but there were moments, and that's what it's going to take from this hugely flawed defense. It's going to take moments. It's going to take turnovers, and Derwin James really put the team on his back in the first half specifically, causing two turnovers in this game and getting the charge at least one touchdown off those two turnovers, but forces a fumble early on in the game, just rips it right out of the hands of James Conner, which was awesome. Sebastian Joseph Day falls on it. Two recovered fumbles by the Chargers in this game. 
something must be happening. But it was also on fourth and one. Yeah, okay, I get it. You knock the ball down, you get better field position. I don't care. Derwin James made an incredible acrobatic interception covering the best player on the Cardinals offense, DeAndre Hopkins, on fourth down, comes away with an interception that immediately turns into a Chargers touchdown right after that. Like, I feel bad for Derwin James that he has to play on this defense sometimes, for sure. (laughs) But, like, it's crazy how much this dude week in, week out is just there making the biggest plays. And then in this game, the Chargers couldn't force a punt in the first half, but they did have two Derwin James turnovers. Yep, and some people out there have the audacity to say that Derwin James was overrated. Well, another example in this game to show everyone that Derwin James is incredible. And the reason why is because he does everything on the defensive side, no matter what you ask him to do. He was covering the number one wide receiver on the other team. He was coming up and run support in this game. He was ripping the ball out, forcing turnovers by himself. Derwin James was all over the field. He is a crucial piece of this defense and one of the major reasons why the Chargers have any reason or right to win this football game at all. 100%. I mean... Derwin James is the best. He's just a pleasure to watch. The dude, I mean, literally couldn't care more about football. Like, you you see his passion bleed out on the field, and he's also just a spectacular athlete and a spectacular player with a spectacular brain for football. The dude, there's not a single part of his game that's weak. And it feels like, kind of like Justin Herbert, too much is put on the plate of Derwin James. He can't do everything, right? Like, in, in this, he always finds his ways, though. I mean, every offense goes into things knowing, hey, we don't, throw at Derwin James we always know where Derwin James is we're not letting him blitz for free I mean he's just the Chargers best player defensively this year by far and it's not even close and that's you know with someone like Julio Mack on his team so that's saying a lot and let's not forget also at the end of this game when he ended up getting the run stuff on first down when the Chargers had to punt back to the Cardinals with only 220 remaining in the game and he's the one that gets the stuff on first down that sets up the sack on second down that gets the Chargers the ball back to go down and get the game winning touchdown in two point conversion. It's a so, freak of nature. He's throwing just, James he's incredible. Is the man. 100%. And the Chargers defense does deserve recognition for what happened at the end of that game yeah. because I will raise my hand right now and tell you I had no faith that the Chargers were going to be able to get the ball back to the How could at you? the end of the game even after they had forced two three and outs in a row, which came out of nowhere because Brandon Staley made the decision fourth and six around midfield. He punts it back. And the Chargers get their first three and out of the game. They forced their first punt of the game. It was insane. I mean, the Chargers did not force a punt until 9-18 left in the fourth quarter in this game. But they end up going three consecutive three and outs against the Cardinals offense that absolutely diced them up. It was huge. It got the Chargers back in this game. It gave them a chance to go get the game-winning touchdown. And I'll tell you a commonality between these plays, David, in this series, right? Cardinals get the ball back up seven, 10.52 left to go. They have a negative one-yard rush on first down. They go three and out. Get the ball back with 7.41 left up by seven. Chance to really seal the game, especially with the Chargers' offensive line situation and all that. Connor gets one yard on first down. They go three and out. Cardinals get the ball back with 2.26 left in the game. Three and out. James Connor gets no gain on first down for a guy that had 120 yards. Those three drives started with exactly zero yards. One negative gain, one one-yard gain, one no gain. It's pretty simple, David. When the Chargers can stop the run, they get things done offensively. But that was a huge stretch for them towards the end of this game. I mean, that was absolutely monumental. Unbelievable. I mean, the the Chargers defense coming in the clutch when you absolutely need it, when they were really, really bad, pretty much the majority of this football game. I mean, they got absolutely shredded by a running back who is averaging three and a half, 3.7 yards per carry. He looked like he was 
the incredible Hulk out there. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, you know, just the defense as a whole, 34 carries, 181 yards. It just seemed like, you know, I've said this multiple times, but it just feels like they've getting seven and eight yards a pop. But when they needed the three and out the most after Justin Herbert takes that just really huge sack and you just felt like, oh, well, the game's over right there. There's no way that the Chargers defense is going to be able to give them another opportunity to go out there and try to win the football game. They do. They get the big three and out, the biggest three and out of the entire season up to this point to give that the Chargers one last chance to come through. And they did. And they did. And it was huge. And the one thing we know about this defense is it's still extremely flawed. Right? Oh, very they're, they're, much so. We know that, right? And that's something that's it's going to be like that for the rest of the season. Because in this game, you still have all of the things that make you frustrated throughout the entire season, right? You give up 120 yards to James, Con- James Conner. Kyler Murray runs all over you. You're just not getting the stops that you need on third down. And, I mean, just to see what that Cardinals offense did on the ground, specifically being one of the worst rushing teams in the league, having one of the worst sets of running backs as far as yards per carry in the league, for them to dice them up like that, it was hugely frustrating to see. And like there was other moments too, David, that really, really ticked me off. Right. Yeah. De- Deandre Hopkins touchdown, right. He has a 30 plus yard touchdown in the first half and JT Woods had a kill shot yeah. on him yeah. coming across the middle and just totally misses the tackle. Yeah. And then ends up giving up a touchdown. And then Kenneth Murray later on in the game on the sideline, he has a shot with Khalil Mack getting in the way of the running back, getting in the way to at least, you know, fan him out, give Kenneth Murray more time to get over to make the tackle. He still can't do it. It's a really sad attempt at a tackle too. Totally whiffing on that tackle and just giving up another touchdown. Like that's this kind of stuff that kills me, David. I thought Kenneth Murray had like one really good play in this game. And besides that, it was pretty bad to watch, pretty hard to watch at times with him still. And there's still just some hugely frustrating things, even though they came through at the end of the game. Like there's obviously still some huge things that have not been worked out yet. The Chargers perimeter defense, Daniel, is absolutely horrible. They are horrendous. The opponents against the Chargers defense know that they can't tackle on the outside. It's really, really bad. I don't understand it. It's a a huge, huge issue they have not been able to solve. They need to be able to fix that problem if they want to have any kind of uh, any ch- any kind of chance at you know really resembling any kind of run defense it's just been it's been awful uh, you know i just don't know how uh, how else to describe it if they don't fix that perimeter run defense teams are just going to line up and run it repeatedly at one after the other after the uh, the other what is the why would you even throw against this chargers pass defense they're actually pretty decent but they can't stop anyone on the ground it's so funny, too, because it feels like other teams outsmart themselves so much against yeah. the Chargers defense. They right? Do. I mean, like the Cardinals had a third and one. They tried to have like Kyler Murray kept it, couldn't get there. They have a fourth and one. Neither time did they give it to James Conner. He ends up throwing and gets intercepted by Derwin James. It's like you're that close against this run defense. What are you doing? Right. You'll take it, obviously, as a Chargers fan, for sure. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's such a frustrating defense to watch. I mean, you watched two of the worst defenses in the NFL today, which was why it was so frustrating watching in the defense before half too, Daniel, it's just so bad. And it's been bad all season. Yeah, it has. I I mean, the chargers, it just, they, they can't get off the field for the most part in big moments. And until they do, and that's what they did today. And that's why I just put out one part. Like the chargers are just weird, man. They're just a weird team. Like sometimes (laughs) the defense looks really good. Sometimes they go three straight drives where they get one yard or less on three consecutive first down runs like and you're like that's the blueprint do that more please right and you just oh yeah also you just give up like eight yards of carry to james connor in the first half like it doesn't make sense a lot of the time but offensively at least 
even with some frustrations, the Chargers got some, the job done, but there's still some things that have to be worked out. And one guy that definitely deserves a shout out from this game was DeAndre Carter. Definitely for me, the untung hero. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I Josh Palmer was impressive. Keenan Allen is always big, right? Gerald Everett comes through with a big play, but it's DeAndre Carter, I think, is kind of the glue that's holding this offense together. So we'll talk about that unsung hero and talk about some of the scary things for the Chargers offense, like the offensive line falling apart, coming up right after this. But first, I do need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy site. And of course, I'm talking about price picks. Hopefully this weekend, guys, you ended up with the more than on the Justin Herbert passing yards and the less than on the Chargers total sacks for the game. That two and a half is where it was, but the Chargers ended up only getting one sack in this game. I mean, I think the more than should have been there. <laughs> there was a lot of times they had Kyler Murray in the backfield, but that's what I love about Price picks specifically is you're going against the price picks projections. You're not finding a different, you know, fantasy lineup that you're going up against where somebody else picks the team and they end up being super similar. You get to pick the exact matchups that you want and where you want to go more than or less than on the price picks projections. And you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players. If those players go with their price picks projections and you get it right, you win. It's pretty simple. And there's always fast and safe withdrawals with prize picks, which is also very, very good. But right now, guys, make sure you go to the prize picks app or the prizepicks.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, David, well, I do want to talk more about this Chargers offense in one player specifically because for me, it was DeAndre Carter. And I'm talking about a couple of really big things in this game that he did. But I think for me, it started with special teams, which is what he was supposed to be bringing to this team to begin with. He was brought in to upgrade the Chargers punt return unit. That was the big thing. He might be, you know, give you a little bit offensively. We'd only really seen one season with it last year with the Washington Commanders. But he was supposed to improve the punt return game, which even Andre Roberts couldn't do last year. Great kickoff returner. The punt returns were still a huge problem. And the punter was a problem last year, and there was a lot of problems. But special teams actually helped set up that last touchdown, David, because DeAndre Carter, in the biggest moment of the game, maybe his biggest punt return of the season, gets 19 yards, puts the ball in Arizona Cardinals territory. They end up picking up an additional five yards because of an Arizona uh, penalty on the special teams which is like you 100% think that's on the Chargers right yeah. you get a 20 yard return it's like okay well, let's lose like 30 net yards right here when the Chargers get a holding and you know have to push it back back to where he originally caught it and then minus 10 yards from that it was huge though he gets 19 yards there the Chargers get to start that last drive on the 38 yard line and then you pair that with seven catches 73 yards one touchdown it's great to see him on the field with other great players like Keenan Allen because I think that opens up things a lot more for him. If he's, you need him as your number two guy and you have to really rely on him there, I don't know if that's where he thrives the best. When he's in the role he was today, David, making just big play after big play for the Chargers in those little moments and in those big moments, I, I thought he was the unsung hero for sure today. He, ab <clears throat> he absolutely was the unsung hero, Daniel. It's really fantastic to watch what he's been able to do as a guy that the Chargers brought in primarily just to impact the special teams unit. And he's played a lot more on offense than anyone ever expected. And he really is having a career year. So, I mean, so far through 11 games, 31 receptions, 379 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's playing way more uh, and he's really, really producing today. Like you said, seven for 73, that big 33 yard touchdown 
was, I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. And the the kick return or the punt return, I just love the way he is so decisive. He just makes a decision and he goes. He gets north and south most of the time. He gets positive yards on the punt return pretty much every single time, which was something that never happened for the Chargers the last several seasons. The last it's 20 just years. The, right. Those, those hidden yards, those just extra yards on special teams, has really turned out to be somewhat of a weapon for this Chargers team. The special teams unit, one of the best in the league, which is ridiculous to say out (laughs) loud because it's just hard to believe, but it is the truth, and it has helped them win football games this year. 100%. I mean, in like three different kickers making kicks for them, the special teams has been great under Ryan Fick, and that dude deserves a huge pay bump in the offseason. I mean, I don't even care if the rest of the staff goes – that dude stays. I mean, that dude has yes. been the, the best coordinator by far for the Chargers so far this season. And it was set up well. If you realize before yeah. that, there must have been something that tipped them off to where that punt directionally was going. Because you saw one of the gunners run from the left side of the field all the way over to the right side of the field. Yep. And that was the wall that ended up setting up that 19-yard return. It was very well set up. It was very intentional to get that play going there. That was a huge play for the Chargers special teams unit and a big reason why I think they had so much time at the end to really go down and do everything they needed to do. Time never ended up really being an issue, but it's probably because you got, you know, 25 yards of field position basically on that one punt return. That being said, there's still some hugely frustrating things, you know, with this offense. And I mean, that's something that never goes away, even in a win. I mean, if you're at one point of the game yelling at your TV, that something has to change or, you know, the Chargers offense is terrible. That still ends up there, right? Even after the win, even after the dramatic comeback, there's still the things there that worry you about this offense. To me, it starts with the offensive line. But, you know, shout out to Keenan Allen. He was good. Josh Palmer still ended up being impressed with every week. I mean, even the the small statue, that, you know, fingertip catch on the sideline, he made some really big catches for this team too. Now the bad part. (laughs) The Chargers started this game with three empty offensive possessions to get themselves down to a double-digit depth. And they were ugly. And they had a fumble that gave them the ball in great field position and still couldn't come away with any points. And then the second half, right, which – Makes more sense because Corey Lindsley was gone after halftime. He left for the yeah. concussion. We've seen games this season where Will Clapp had to come in and the Chargers were awful. That first Kansas City game, right, when they're getting smoked in the second half, that happened with Corey Lindsley out of that game. Yeah. He got injured. Everything else, the rest is history. For them to do what they did in the second half was great, but three straight scoreless drives to start the game. And in the second half, right, when you're down by seven, when I just talked about how many times the Chargers defense bailed the Chargers offense out at the end of this game, but you have another three scoreless possessions in the second half, you did get the field goal to open up the you know third quarter. It was nice seeing the first third quarter points since week six. Oh but, my God. but there's still just some hugely frustrating moments. And I think the thing that scares me the most has to be the offensive line because that derailed several of the drives. It really, it definitely did. I mean, in that first quarter, they were getting attacked. I mean, JJ yeah. Watt was coming after them. They, I don't think they really, you know, they took a lot of time to try to figure out the protection plan. I mean, I remember tweeting after those first couple of drives, like they need to change the protection plan because it is not working. Justin <laughs> Herbert did not have any time. They did make an adjustment. Um, but yeah, the first quarter was like, okay, what is this? The, the, the third quarter now? They, they're, they're doing this now? You yeah. know, the, the inability to score, the inability to move the football. And then, yeah, three points in the third quarter. Huh, thank God for that. Uh, and then, you know, they finally come put it together in the fourth quarter. But so just so much inconsistency with a an offense that we feel like is 
really talented and, and really honestly much better than that. They they yeah. should be putting together drives more consistently, especially against a pass defense that is atrocious. That's yeah. really, really bad with the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, Justin Herbert had a good day, but, you know, he also he, he missed a couple of throws in there there and, and it was close. But I mean, my goodness, I mean, they, they need to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert had a couple really bad throws at the end of the game. I thought besides that, though, the dude was pretty flawless. I mean, he at was. one point in this game, he yeah. had 18 straight completions. It would have been 19. He threw a dime to Keenan Allen in the end zone, but Keenan could just only keep one of his feet. Yeah, it should have been that, 19 That was crazy. It was nuts. And it was pretty cool happening the same place where Phillip Rivers set the completion record, right, with the most consecutive completions. So yeah. it was really, really nice to see, you know, some parts of this where Justin Herbert was clicking and the offensive line was giving him enough time. But I mean, Jamari Sawyer caught up to him a little bit today. He had a couple bad moments. I mean, one yeah. was again, the biggest one against JJ Watt. That's tough. Obviously Zion Johnson gets a huge holding call that could have derailed another drive. Right. There was a yeah. lot of moments. I mean, Trey Pipkins goes down and at one point, you have, you know, Corey Lindsay. Hey, hats out. off to Trey, though. He's battling. He's really, really battling, trying to yeah. do his best to stay in there. Makes and, me think he shouldn't be in there, though, yeah. to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes – like, that's a, three times, I think, this season where we've seen him leave mid-game, right? Yeah. The day he was able to come back. I mean, thank God he was. He was a huge yeah. part of why the Chargers were able to get that drive at the end of the game. He's at least able to do enough, usually ride the edge rusher around the quarterback's yeah. pocket. And, that, I mean – when you know what's behind him, obviously you'll take kind of. And we're saying this about Trey Pipkins right now, which is a real trip because unbelievable. This season, I mean, you would just never say kudos to Trey, man. I mean, he's sure. really rebuilt his value. You know, kudos to Will Clapp who came yeah. in right. That charge had some really bad moments. You know, them going down on a scoring drive in Arizona Cardinals territory that blitz up the A gap. Justin Simmons or Isaiah Simmons, he never Justin Herbert never had enough time, no, right? No. Dude's coming that quick through the A gap. I mean, he just took a huge sack that pushed them out of any chance of going for it on fourth down. It ended up working out the way it happened, but <laughs> it's just you just know that's going to be a factor in these games down the stretch, and it's just hard to believe right now unless this Chargers offensive line can pull together, get a little healthier. I mean, I'm really afraid to see what this is going to look like next week against the Raiders if Corey Lindsley can't come back from his concussion, obviously. Health is the most important thing. Chargers haven't played a lot of players after leaving the last game with the concussion. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think the important thing for the Chargers, David, is they're still in the mix trying to figure it out, right? Trying to get guys like Joey Bosa back, trying to get guys like Mike Williams back. Yeah, This was a gigantic win, no matter how you spin it, whether you felt like they deserved it or not, whether you're mad about the coaches and the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, no matter what you're mad about, the Chargers season still means something. They're not Super Bowl contenders. They didn't do anything in this game that makes me have a ton of faith that they're going to make a deep playoff run. But the fact of the matter is this. You're still in the hunt to get Justin Herbert his first appearance in the playoffs. And that's something they still have a chance to take advantage of no matter how little faith you have that they're going to do it and not screw it up towards the end. But this was a gigantic win for the Chargers and their season. That call by Brandon Staley might have saved this season. That drive by Justin Herbert might have saved this season and given the Chargers a chance to make a playoff run, which at the end of the day is all you're trying to get, just the ticket to the dance. But we'll be back tomorrow with the biggest Chargers storylines and talking more about where the Chargers are at this point after moving to 6-5 and five on the season, what's going to happen with them down the stretch. But to make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can also hit us up anytime on social media and find the show every day on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. If you guys want to get your Chargers questions in and keep them around 30 seconds, you can also call into the voicemail line at 
524-7924 to get on the next Chargers mailbag episode. And you can check us out on Instagram and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page as well. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow with Chargers buy or sell with the biggest storylines and overreactions. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.